welcome to Interval, the brand new Theatre Royal podcast. With a new episode releasing each month, this show will bring you exclusive news, views, interviews and behind the scenes content. We will have the latest information for shows and events at Norwich Theatre Royal, Norwich Playhouse and our Learning and Participation Centre, Stage 2. If you're interested in the performing arts in Norfolk, then this is the podcast for you. In honour of our new podcast, this month's episode is all about looking to the future and remixing tradition. It's an exciting time at the Theatre Royal, with new partnerships, new ventures and brand new productions. And in this first episode, we'll be taking a look at some of these developments. The world is always looking for the next big thing. Have you ever spotted an actor at the beginning of their career, perhaps someone in a supporting role, who steals the show? We love to follow a performer's rise to the top. We spoke to two local actors who will be performing on the Theatre Royal stage in July, having started their journeys in Norfolk. In Shrek the Musical, Kevin Yates from Kings Lynn is an actor with explosive energy. He plays Daddy Bear as well as being understudy to the donkey. He spoke to us about his on-stage responsibilities. Uh, this time I've been bumped up to first cover, so um, that's more responsibility from uh, Marcus Aiton, who is awesome, by the way. If he is sick or can't do a performance, then it will be me. Um, I'm also the puppet captain, so um, I look after all of the puppetry you see um, with a lot of focus on the uh, dragon puppet. We've got Lucinda Shaw, who is amazing also. You've got such an amazing cast this time, right? You're so lucky. Uh, Lucinda Shaw is singing the dragon, and I'm there operating the mouth, and it's like she's flowing through me, and I can feel my inner diva coming out as I'm, you know, <laughs> Because I'm working the pulleys and the levers and the buttons and then because it has um it has a, a, a mouth part it has um it can close its eyes um it's got full range of movement with its um, neck so it can uh, shake its neck to um, give the appearance of vibrato and its little horn things shake as well so you can kind of you know <laughs> you know what I mean do you want a, a, any more examples <laughs> and um, her eyes change to reflect her mood so when she's in love the eyes grow brighter and greener. And then she bats her eyelids as she looks at Donkey. So it's, um, it's, you absolutely lose yourself when you do that kind of thing. There's so much to concentrate on and you've got Lucinda flowing through you as well. So you just turn into a, an absolute diva on the stage. <laughs> I was very lucky that in Kings Lynn, there were so many, and Kings Lynn's a, a tiny little town in Norfolk. There were so many opportunities for um, for me and young people to enjoy theatre and there's such a, a good community for theatre there. So there was um, my high school, which was um, uh, Springwood High School, I think it's now Springwood Academy, and um, I was part of Kinetic Theatre while I was there, which is um, a, th- a school theatre group which is dedicated to giving kids an experience of theatre, be it on stage, be it um, backstage design, um, uh, tech and all that kind of stuff and I got, I want to say six years I would say of annual shows experience in that really, really valuable experience in performance and they even do 
a tour to Australia every three years, I believe it is. And I was able to go to Australia and tour for a month, changing venues as I do now in my professional life. So I actually had experience uh, adapting a show towards different shaped theatres. And this went from extremes to a school hall to um, a town hall in, I believe, I think it was Malakuta, which is a population of a thousand, and we still managed to do the same show. So now it's kind of like, there's no venue that I get to that I feel like I can't perform in. It's very strange, but I owe all of that to uh, my training in school. I, I will say, I, I, I do say this a lot, and it is very cheesy, but to be able to um, share the idea to kids that um, what makes them special makes them strong is incredibly rewarding and incredibly uh, satisfying as well. So you could have had um, a really terrible morning, like uh, the weather's bad um, and you've, you've missed your commute into work, but you're, th you're there and you're stressed or something's gone wrong with the costume change. And then you're there in that moment doing Freak Flag, which is like the big uh, ensemble number for the show. And um, you see all those faces out there and many of them are holding um, gingerbread man puppets or they've got the Shrek ears on, and you're thinking that you have a duty, you have you have work to do, and that involves um, believing and sharing this idea of inner beauty, especially to young impressionable minds, I think it's so important. Shrek the Musical arrives in Norwich from Tuesday the 26th of June to Sunday the 8th of July. Another one to watch is Nicholas Fretwell, originally from the village of Erpingham, he has landed his first professional job as an understudy on the UK tour of Love From A Stranger. Who is this man anyway? His name's Bruce Lovell. I'm worried about Cecily. It seems to me that winning this £50,000 has upset her. You don't think we're silly not to have the telephone? Oh, of course not. That's the whole point of living in the country. No cars, no telephone. Actual photograph of the human remains of... Oh, how revolting. I've never seen such a change in a man. No, I don't want a doctor. Can a murderer ever be called clever? Well, the clever ones are the ones that don't get caught, I suppose. It's a thrilling adaptation of a lesser-performed Agatha Christie novel. He spoke to us about what it's like to be an understudy. Uh, Love from a Stranger is about a romance uh, between um, a lady called Cecily Harrington and uh, Bruce Lavelle, and uh, obviously Love from a Stranger. Bruce uh, Lavelle is the, is the Love from a Stranger. And I think uh, the play is about uh, the uncertainty of like who you're who you're trusting and. And like the and what it can lead to, and like not enjoying just being settled in your own like lifestyle. And I think there's loads of different there's little themes that come up throughout the play that I think why it's so popular is is I, th I think it's just really human nature and like how people react and all that kind of thing. And my role as as an understudy, um, I got brought in pretty late into rehearsals. I got brought in in uh, about two, early March, um, so I had to learn. I learned Bruce, which is the main character, or the lead, and I had to learn the other four characters. So it was, <laughs> when I first started, it was pretty stressful. Um, I'm not going to lie. But um, the, the cast are really supportive. Um, we had a really good assistant director that helped 
helped us like block it and all that kind of thing. And the cast really supported. So I think it was just down to me and the other the other understudy just trying to crack on and learn the lines basically. The preparation for the characters, I think it's uh, so obviously some of the characters aren't actually my age, but I can remember having conversations with the with the assistant director that it was more about like the profession of like considering like Dr. Gribble is is a doctor. So instead of looking at the age of some characters, like look at the profession, like how you hold yourself, like Hodgson as a gardener, like what kind of backgrounds they've had. Um, and I think it's it's also like trying trying my own spin on a character, obviously honouring the, the the least performances and not throwing the other actors if, if I ever did go on or if I do go on. But almost like making it more truthful to me, I guess. I think it's, uh, it's a great opportunity to, like, like you said, like learn from characters and just explore that as a as an experience, I guess. For any actor, I'd say it is, I mean, it's hard. I think everybody knows how hard it is to get into. And I think I'd say this isn't my first break as of yet. I think this is a really good learning curve and, and I've learned loads from it. Um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say to people, if, if they're about to take an understudy position, I'd say just make sure that you've got things in place to, to I know, keep your mind active as well as as well as like the acting because I think it is it is one of these sort of jobs where you can call it unrewarding but I think you've just got to try and um, just try and think up where what what it can do what it can do for like six months or the year or the people you're going to meet the producers you can meet so I think I think that's what I'd say to some of the people are going to ask my first experience of acting was in uh, Elsham High School in a musical called Oklahoma and. Uh, yeah, I was just like one of the one of the dancers, I think. Um I think that was my first taste of it and then I think the year on I played Judd in Kes. I think that's my first ever taste of of acting and and since then I just really wanted to do it, I guess. And I went to a Norwich City College Norwich and then went on to Mountview and it's yeah, just gone on from there. Well the with the language, they have they've taken out some of the well Lucy Bailey I, I feel has taken out some of the like older language, like some of the Orphalese and that. So, so it really brings it forward. And they've actually brought it up to, like, I think it's 1957, I think. I think that's right. Um, I, think it's, I think it's bringing Agatha Christie's writing to a lot more of a present day. I think, I think it's a lot more relatable to people um, these days. I think it's, it's a show that really allows the audience in, but also keeps them, I don't know, it's really naturalistic and the set's incredible. I think it's it's just really it's, it's exciting performance really. I think it's you know, what the actors have done is really make it make it almost different every night. That's what I'd say. They they really do bring it to the table every night and I've really I've really enjoyed working on it. People should come and see this production because the acting is in my opinion really, really good. I think the design of the set is really like so realistic. I think um the story is really like I said relatable um and I think it just it just affects people in different ways and I think you can you leave you leave as an audience member with something different and I think I think that's what theatre should be. I think you should like feel something. It's not not everybody should like come out of the theatre saying, Oh, this is how I feel and I think it just allows people to just enjoy and and take things what they want to take from it really. Love from a stranger opens Tuesday the seventeenth to Saturday the 21st of July. From new performers to brand new productions. Over at the Norwich Playhouse, it's not history, it's her story. 
co-produced with Kenny Wax, Global Musicals and Norwich Theatre Royal, Six is one of the most talked about new musicals of 2018. Rowan Whiteside is the Marketing and Communications Officer at the Norwich Playhouse, and she told Digital Communications Officer Max why she's so excited about the prospect of an original pop musical. Before you hear from Rowan, to give you a flavour of what to expect, here's a clip from the track Ex-Wives. Divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. But just for you tonight, we're divorced, beheaded, lied. Welcome to the show, to the history mix. Switching up the flow as we add the prefix. Everybody knows that we used to be six wives. Raising up the roots till we hit the ceiling. Get ready for the truth that we'll be revealing. Everybody knows that we used to be six wives. But now we're ex-wives. Six is a very exciting new British musical which is told from the set of Henry VIII's Six Wives. Um, it's really fun, it's feisty, it's something new and different and exciting and we're very excited to be bringing Six to the Playhouse. Now there's going to be a lot of people who won't have heard of Six. Are there any other shows that people are more familiar with that you would compare it to? Um, I think probably the show that people would be most familiar with is Chicago. Um, it's very similar in Chicago in that it's got an all-female cast, it's very... It's quite a little bit angry, but, you know, very fun, a little bit vengeful. It's an all-female ensemble cast. It's got a pop concert feel. Um, I've also heard people compare it to Hamilton. Um, I've not been lucky enough to see Hamilton, but I'm very excited that we're bringing six here so I can get a taste of the very zeitgeisty musicals that are happening at the moment. And what do you think is so successful about these productions that reinterpret or remix history? Um, I think we're all fascinated about the world that came before us, and especially because it's telling stories that we won't have heard before to do with women's voices. Um, Henry VIII's wives, obviously, we know them so well as just a word and a rhyme, um, and this time we're really going to see something new and finally hear their side of the stories. Um, I think history has always been a fascination, particularly Tudor history, because it's quite ornate, it's very glamorous, and of course Henry VIII um, and his reign formed modern history today, so that kind of makes it particularly relevant. And what kind of music can we expect from Six? Uh, it's kind of pop remix. I've been describing it as Beyonce does Berlin, Hamilton does Howard. Uh, so yeah, I think really fun, really energetic. There's going to be lots of dancing. Um, I already know lots of the words to the song, so I can't wait to hear them performed. What excites you about bringing a show like this to the Norwich Playhouse? Well, it's perfect for the Playhouse. Um, in that it's very new, it's very exciting, it's funny, it's quirky, it's a bit unusual. Um, and... That's what the Playhouse is all about. So bringing work like Six, which is, you know, really on the forefront of what is happening in theatre today, um, to Norwich and to the Playhouse is just perfect. We've got a great stage with great views. It's going to be a really intimate experience for people. Um, so we're delighted to have Six before it hits the West End. Um, and I think seeing it here at the Playhouse is going to be an experience like no other. We're going to have a lot of young women in the audience, which is great. Um, I think we're going to have lots of history buffs. I think if you're into feminism, then you should definitely come and see it. Um, if you love musicals, then of course you have to be here. So, you know, I think it's going to appeal to a really broad mix of people. Um, just have a look at it online, watch the video, come along. I mean, it's, it's going to be a chance of a lifetime.
inspired by Six's modern take on classic British history, communications manager John visited the Maidshead Hotel in Norwich, welcoming guests since the 12th century. Norwich guide and local historian Paul Dixon told us the history of the building and our city's Tudor links. So from a, from a Tudor point of view, I mean, it's quite a few things. Because we do know that Catherine of Aragon did stay here. Why, we don't know. Well, that was one of my questions. Was like, she on the way to Walsingham? <laughs> uh, possibly. You yeah. know, it could, it could be. Could be because, yeah. of the, you know, Norwich was a stopping off point uh, on the way to Walsingham. Cardinal Wolsey came very sort of late, um, sought out with the cathedral, because there were always um, problems between the cathedral and, mm. and, and the city. So this is um, 1519, 1520. And he, his whole entourage stays in the inn. Uh, the, the next thing is Kett's Rebellion, which was a big thing yes. for Norwich, obviously. So there's lots of legends associated with that. First of all, that the Marquis of Northampton, who was the commander of the first um, Royal Army, uh, had breakfast here before he went to skirmish, because I won't call it a battle, but no, you know, the yeah. Battle of St Martin at Palace Plain, which <laughs> just round the corner, yeah. um, had breakfast here. And then, of course, they lost. And then the Ket, when the Kets then were fully occupying the city, the Ket brothers had their headquarters here. That's the legend, okay? And, and then the further legend is that... Uh, actually, because the Marcus of Northampton stayed uh, in Augustine Stewart's house. And um, the story is that he, he spent the night dressed in his, uh, his armour and fighting clothes because he was so worried about what was going to happen. So he was all ready for action. Uh, then, the, the, I suppose, the biggest legend uh, is about Queen Elizabeth because there is a Queen Elizabeth room here. We're not sure when the um, legend uh, began, but it's obviously, you know, a legend that's been with us. But, but the trouble is we do have documentary evidence that the Queen stayed with the Bishop. Right. But it's entirely possible, because we're next door to the cathedral, that, you know, the maid's head was chock-a-block with uh, the entourage again, you know, because... Yeah. She travelled with yeah. a huge um, entourage, so that the the inn would have been full of uh, Queen Elizabeth supporters. So that's probably that would be why, why we got yeah. the name. The if you were to go in the bed bedroom today, you'd see you see that headboard. Yeah. That's still there, um, but the the four poster bit of the bed disappeared sometime during the twentieth century. Yeah. And finally, in the Tudor period, um, Mr. Kemp, with yeah. his dance, his nine-day dance, this is where he recovered. Really? So we just sort of like to think of him uh, in the bar, yeah. having a few drafts of ale. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. So they're all really the, the, Tudor, the Tudor highlights. And in terms of, I mean, the hotel has always been very much sort of bound up in Norwich history and being yes. sort of the prominent hotel. Do you know why, any indication why that is? It because of the location and being close to the cathedral, or yeah, well, it's it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. There's, no, no, There's no, no 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 rhyme or reason. Um, it's it's a, it's obviously been a good survivor because uh, th- there was definitely an inn on this site in the mid 13th century. First official mentions. 1286, um, but 
you know, there's, there's been an in here since then, but that in is, you know, there's, there's no sign of that in at all. What we, we have in one of the cellars is some stonework that's been dated back to sort of the Norman period. The first mention of the maid's head is in 1472, and that's in a Paston letter to John Paston, recommends the maid's head as a good place to stable your horse. And again, it is possible that the Pastons might have kept their horses here anyway. So it's always been a, you know, an important livery yard here. And it's, you know, so it was obviously very, very popular and busy during the Tudor period. And in the 17th century, it's, it's recorded as being a royalist um, inn. So this is where the royalists of Norwich would come to meet and chat. And in the 18th century, it becomes a coaching inn. So it, it, it obviously adapts with the times. I mean, again, with um, Rob Nee from the um, Paston Heritage Society, you know, he sort of paints a picture of the Pastons maybe using this as a post office because you, you nip down the road from their house on Elm Hill send a servant down and say, is anyone going to London? Oh, <laughs> you, know, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Again, it's conjecture, yeah. but it's entirely possible, goodness you know, me. with this being this. Of course, I mean, you, you know, I mean, Norwich has many pubs and inns mm. and coaching inns. I mean, this was one of many, but it's, it's, it's a great survivor. Uh, Morecambe and Wise stayed here. Silla um, Black. And, and sort of bang up to date, um, Alan Partridge declared the Maid's Head Bar to be the finest in Norfolk. Oh, well, there so we there go. you go. <laughs> you can't get more up to date than that. Six opens at the Norwich Playhouse on Wednesday the 11th to Sunday the 15th of July. That's the end of our show this week. Thanks to the Maid's Head Hotel, Kevin Yates, Nicholas Fretwell, and Rowan Whiteside. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let us know what you liked and what you want to hear in future episodes. Thank you very much for listening to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal podcast. <laughs>